1: Hey gang we got a live date coming up for you Saturday July 27th Yep, uh, We are back at the People's Improv Theater in New York City 8pm slot We're going to be talking about the one and only time Sylvester Stallone and John Lithgow ever fought each other uh, That's Cliffhanger the motion picture The glory
2: that is John Lithgow in a helicopter
3: mm-hmm. So there was no uh, Stallone on 3rd Rock in the Sun at all?
1: I don't think he made an appearance Can you imagine? <laughs> so
2: amazing. you're a bunch of aliens or what? It would, be, it would be kind of funny if he was, like, a nuclear physicist and he just came on to talk to, like, Jonathan. Gowen, uh, <laughs> or, oh, who was that? Jane? Uh, Jane Curtin. Jane, Jane Curtin. Oh, yeah. Maybe
3: the big giant ahead sent him down. Yes. Shatner? <laughs> yeah.
1: That's great. Cr- Our top warrior. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we will be there making fun of the film. Come on out. Bring your friends and bring a beer or two down to the theater with you. Saturday, July 27th, 8 p.m. Visit thepit-nyc.com for ticket information hello i'm andrew jupin eric siska chris gabin and we hate movies welcome friends
3: welcome
1: foes yeah foes too whatever that's fine uh welcome to another episode of we hate movies our summer blockbuster extravaganza uh rolling on hashtag sbe3 by the way i think not for nothing i'll put it out there probably our most unsuccessful hashtag campaign well yeah it's a little weak
2: yeah, it's, not, it's. I mean, it's not as good as the Noid, because nothing can be good as the yeah, Noid. You know what? Hashtag bring back the Noid.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Let's switch, let's switch let's over. Let's go let's back to over. it.
2: It's the one that works. It's our hit. Let's
1: go for it. Yeah, you know, and they still haven't listened, everybody. At Domino's, <laughs> hashtag bring back the Noid. I want po- that red fucker back on my TV before Christmas. Get that fucking poor CEO's attention. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that
1: poor
2: guy. That he's poor, poor he's
3: guy. He's putting his head in an oven. <laughs> One of his seventy-five
2: <laughs> ovens in his house.
3: I'm
1: so sorry. You get to. I'm going to start an online campaign, and you get to pick which pizza oven in my house I throw my head into. You
2: know what? You know what? It's just a wash. We're turning it into a peanut butter and jelly company. <laughs> Tom- oh, okay. Domino's PB and J you will know, we'll deliver. I
3: didn't know you could make Domino's sound more disgusting, but you managed, Chris <laughs> Cavin. Somehow, Chris Cabin
1: figured it out. There's a way to make something more disgusting. Chris Capital figure out. Hey, by the way, folks, uh, the episode that you're listening to right now is brought to you by Audible. Uh, we got some stuff here we want to plug because it is in relation to this show, uh, but we will say up front, of course, visit audiblepodcast.com slash WHM. Get yourself a free audiobook download, and you may want to consider a couple of these titles we have for you. Today, we're doing The Running Man, 1987. Uh, sure, Arnold Schwarzenegger film. Uh, yeah,
3: eighty seven. Yeah, it's eighty seven. And this book is called Total Recall: My Unbelievably True Life Story by Arnold Schwarzenegger, narrated by Arnold Schwarzenegger.
1: That's pretty awesome that he picked, a, like a title of one of his movies. As the, I mean, I guess it's not surprising, but it's cool that he did it. Right?
3: Well, it's one that worked out. He couldn't have done like Red Heat. <laughs> that would have been like what? Well, uh, I don't know. Raw Deal. Raw deal. You, you know that's if his life sucked. Maybe that's maybe that's no, the sequel that's, where, about his about that kid that he that he Yeah, buried, that's the last yeah.
2: couple of years of his life
1: is called yeah. Raw
3: Deal. Yeah, his affair with his maid. That's called the Raw Deal. Uh,
1: and also, by the way, so we'll we'll sort of segue into the discussion of the film. But uh, this movie, uh, uh, The Running Man, is based on a book by Richard Bachman, aka. Stephen King. That's his nom de plume when he writes science fiction stories. Oh, weird!
3: Mm-hmm. Is it Under the Dome that or no? I don't know just... if
1: Under the Dome was or not. But what's
3: so? What's the deal with is Stephen King reading this one? Or what's the audible? No, no, no. He he wrote the book, but it's narrated by a man named Kevin Kennerly. 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 Kennerly.
1: Kevin Kennerly. <laughs> so there you go, folks. Uh, a couple of books that you can pick up with your free audiobook download. Uh, and it's really easy. Audible's totally awesome. Uh, Audiblepodcast.com slash WHM. All right. The Running Man, 1987. Screenplay not written by Stephen King or Richard Bachman. None of them <laughs> showed you know? up.
2: But do you think they were like trying to fit Arnold Schwarzenegger into, uh, who obviously stars in this film, uh, do you think they were trying to fit him into like other King projects? Like, do you think that for a minute they were trying to get him to be in The Shining? Yeah, for literally one <laughs> minute, I feel.
3: Wait, wait. If it was before his time as a star, maybe he was going to be a truck in Maximum Overdrive.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would that would make sense. I would like and and Arnold Schwarzenegger as the voice of a truck. That would be fantastic.
3: <laughs> Cars 3.
1: but <laughs> oh, uh, You know that's coming sometime. I want to
3: say at the top of the show, some people are going to be upset we're doing this movie because this is kind of not really a bad movie. And we've right. said before, this is more of a comedy podcast about movies. But I just wanted to put it out there that I do really have an an affection for this movie. As do I. And I feel like we're laughing with it, not
1: at it. I mean, because here's the deal. At the end of the day, if you're like, how dare you? Like, you're missing it. Stop whining. Yeah, if you're telling (laughs) telling us to stop whining, we're going to tell you to stop whining.
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, to me, the thing is that like Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, aside from the Terminator movies, he seems so out of place in every movie he's in. Oh, he does. With uh, with the possible exception of Predator, because Predator is amazing. Um, but nothing possible about it. But like Raw Deal, the best thing about Raw Deal to me, and Raw Deal is uh the, the affinity you guys have for this movies would be my affinity for Raw Deal. Raw Deal's got a better DVD cover than this movie does.
1: <laughs> but like, it's well, so it's preposterous.
2: <laughs> it's so preposterous that like. He would be this like sh- just small town sheriff who's hanging around with all these like wait, Harry he- Dean Stanton looking motherfuckers. You're talking
3: about The Last Stand, not The Running Man. Did you watch The Running? I'm movie? talking about Raw Deal. Oh, wait. Well, he's also that- a- he's also a sheriff in Raw Deal, and Harry Dean Stanton's in Raw Deal. No, I'm just saying, but they he's they in all The Last Stand, like Mr. Cabin.
1: His- he is less. I'm saying everybody looks like Harry Dean Stanton in that movie. Yeah, there's a lot of Harry Dean Stanton looking dudes. Also, the other thing why he doesn't fit into movies outside of the Terminator is because in the Terminator he's T100, or, right? You know, and that's fine because that's a robot name and that's okay. Running Man, his name is Ben Richards. <laughs> Do not sit here and tell me that that man's name is Ben Richards, because it's not. It's clearly not. It's clearly T-100 or Arnold Schwarzenegger or some other Austrian name. You're not Ben Richards. And that's with every Arnold Schwarzenegger. Detective movie. John Kimball. Yeah, John, <laughs> K- John Kimball, really? Erring on the side of a Semitic last name, Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Wait, Kimball's no. Semitic?
3: A little, little Semitic, I believe. Okay, showing you prejudice up front. I, I like it. <laughs>
1: uh, how about this for prejudice? You know what I'm drinking right now? A wine spritzer.
3: Oh man, dear yeah.
1: God! Uh, yeah, fridge is running on e.
2: Uh, so, Ben Richards, our hero, he starts out. He's kind of he's just a, a like a helicopter cop. Yeah,
3: he's he's basically that. He's he's a police officer that captains a helicopter. Well,
1: because let's 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 set the scene a little bit here for anyone who may not have seen the Running Man yet. This is, of course, a post-apocalyptic society. It takes
3: place after the Obama administration. (laughs) Well, because there's a scroll at the start that says 2017. Yeah, American economy has (laughs) collapsed for short years. Fucking bottom now. Yeah, (laughs) and then by by 2019. I guess the entire U.S. economy is based on this television show called The Running Man on the the very popular, as you guys know, ICS network. I course.
1: kept re- I kept reading that as IBS, and, the whole- and I was like, yeah, I would have irritable bowel syndrome
2: watching this movie. <laughs> and the whole country is like run by paramilitary forces, like it's yeah. fucking Indonesia or something.
3: Whoa, whoa, have you been? <laughs> no, but they're, they're
2: run by a paramilitary force. Okay. I do know that. <laughs>
3: We got ourselves a reader,
1: <laughs> but uh, yeah. So it's it's one of the it's what we all fear, right? Like reality TV has taken over. This is like if the show Splash with Louis Anderson came to control the United States government,
3: I and mean, then they started making you Splash. Then <laughs> I mean, they started you making you keep up with the Kardashians. <laughs> It's a real dystopian hellhole. I would
1: like to be made a real housewife of New York, though. You are, you are a bad boy,
2: bag boy. <laughs>
1: what the fuck
2: is You that? haven't heard about this? Bad there, boy,
1: bag there boy? There is a
2: reality television show out there now about bag boys with mohawks. When,
3: uh, wait, wait, what Specifically mohawks. When well, does, does this air?
2: Th- huh? When does this air? On what network? Uh, it's on one of the new networks that's just reality TV.
3: ICS.
2: Yes, it is on
1: ICS. Is this the start of ICS, a fucking show about badass idiots who work at a grocery
2: yep, store? It's
3: happening, and now and also Skynet's going online. Ah, oh, Jesus! But, but with a show like that,
2: what is? It? It's just like every episode he sneaks an apple, and the manager yells at him. Like <laughs> I don't understand what that yeah, would it's even be just, about.
1: It, that's the concept <laughs> of the series appears to be bum teenagers getting sassed by their dropout managers. <laughs> No. What the fuck ever, <laughs> bad boy bag boys. Yeah, um, yeah, I could, what I, you gonna do?
3: <laughs> I mean, I guess if you go to your grocery store and you're like, you know what? I could use more of this in my life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? When I'm sitting at home relaxing, you know why I want to feel like I'm at? The grocery store. Yeah, more shitty,
2: cheap disdain. That's what I want.
1: <laughs> also, by the way, would you consider... Uh, television host Richard Dawson as the pseudo president of the United States cuz he's the host of the Running Man.
3: Well, he's not he actually gets hassled by uh he, at one time he, at one point he gets a he gets a stern call from the attorney general. I mean, he's very Yeah, that very guy much, is riding his ass. He's in he's in the inner circle but he's no president yeah. and uh, But
1: there is a president in this society I still? Bel- mm,
3: I think it might be Emperor Reagan. Based uh, it on, could have it, been. Based Probably on 87.
1: Yeah, this is Emperor Reagan. This movie's made in 87. They it's find a, a way to make him
3: live. Where everyone still dresses like it's 1987. And yeah, it's-
1: that's something I was going to point out. The cars in this movie <laughs> are super 1987. Richard Dawson... Drives around in like a maroon Buick limousine.
3: And it is a beautiful car.
1: I love looking at this car because you see a car like that in a movie like this and a guy like Richard Dawson gets out of that car and you're like instantly transported to exactly what that car is. It kind of smells like bourbon and tons of dead cigarettes. Yeah. Fantastic way to live. And his (laughs)
2: fucking name is Killian with a K. Yeah, I wanted to shoot myself when I saw that in the credits. Well, is that, it's like is
3: that, that a real person you know, name, Killian's isn't, Irish it, Red. Yeah, that, that's a that's a
2: name. I always just assumed with the C.
1: No, no, it's it's you can have it both ways, but oh, it's appropriate okay. for this because he's, he's a fucking monster. Because
3: he's 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 good at killing mm-hmm. or set, or facilitating he's, killing, facilitating killing. He's a hands off murderer. Yes,
1: that Richard Dawson. By the way, Richard Dawson, of course. For those of you who don't know, maybe some of our younger listeners who are just fans of the Steve Harvey era, uh, the single greatest host of Family Feud.
3: Oh, Richard yeah, without a doubt. You know what? what's great is like, I'm, I think they still rerun it probably somewhere, the, the game show network or whatever. But if you ever see that on, check it out, because especially younger listeners, because you get to see Richard Dawson sexually harass women <laughs> every single episode with no remorse. Just like, guess what? We're kissing on the lips, and I'm touching something. That was the thing. That was his thing. Like, ladies were excited to get on Family
1: Feud, get a little kiss from Mr. Dawson. That's
3: ridiculous. It's
1: so ridiculous, right? I would love to see <laughs> Alex Trebek just start doing it now. Start trying to kiss some Jeopardy contestants. Yeah, oh, my God, he's seen senile. Get him off the <laughs> I show. don't know. You've seen some of the people on Jeopardy, though?
2: You, what, you're saying I, you well, wouldn't okay, kiss them. So, well, so maybe uh, j- uh, thin down Drew Carey. <laughs>
3: Maybe he's. Down <laughs> what, what, is he still hosting the Prices Right? Yeah, he's, yeah, still he's doing it. all over the Prices Right. You know, I bet he could get some serious play, all those Midwestern oh, oh, yeah. that come out <laughs> to, to
1: Hollywood.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, how much is that dryer? How much do you think that dryer is? Why don't
3: you come up here? How much Let me a, smell you. How much is a night with Drew Carey?
1: I heard he cleaned up his act,
3: though. With what?
1: He was into, uh,
3: he, I think he was a big drinker,
1: maybe, and uh, definitely into like strippers and stuff, like strip club addiction. Oh, man. I heard him talking about it on Stern one time. Uh, yeah, Drew Carey. What the fuck show did Louie Anderson host? Uh, uh,
3: family Feud, I guess. You're right. He There's
1: the Feud. Oh, let's go to the board, guys. And, and then, then there fucking was also Richard
2: Kind fucking no, scooped in. No, Richard Curran. Herne?
3: yeah yeah, the, yeah guy richard, from richard Home and is the guy
1: from spin city
2: yeah richard
3: yeah. richard Kind's the one you like
1: yeah richard kind is uh, pretty great richard karn you know
3: al borland i fine with it whatever i was fine with it too i'm surprised that he's <clears throat>
1: fallen off the earth and then what's his face uh, mr peterman also hosted uh, john it O'Hurley,
3: Yeah, yeah also yeah also a fantastic man
1: he was he was actually a pretty solid host of the feud. Yes. As was Karn. You know, if Steve Sadak were sitting in the chair today, he'd be he'd be yelling at me about Richard Dawson. He was he's a big Richard Karn fan. I wish that you
2: could get the sexual harassment back, because you know that that John O'Hare, he could sell some sexual harassment. Oh, I bet
1: you he gets away <laughs> with all sorts of things. <laughs> Uh, all that off of Richard Dawson's limo, by the way. That's pretty good. Uh, all right. So, yeah, anyway, the running man. So, yeah, Arnold is this police officer who roams the skies. And the whole thing is, you know, this government or whatever, this network that runs the government is so corrupt. You know, he's like, you know, oh, we're flying over this area where there's a lot of population. And they're like, all right, wipe them
3: out. But and there are women and children. I will not kill the women and children. They just want food.
1: Uh, but, you know, so the whole thing. This is like the prologue of the movie, I guess. Is he gets in a fight in the helicopter with the commanding officer because uh, he refuses to kill all these people, and he winds up going to jail. So at first, he is working for the wrong side, but he's disgraced for being a good dude, right, And yeah. goes to pre- goes to a, like a work camp or whatever, yeah. right?
3: It's like a there's like there's like dystopian FEMA-esque camps in this world, and Arnold ends up working as. I guess, a steel worker in one of these hard labor camps.
1: Yeah, he's cutting rocks or welding steel or what. I one don't know.
3: President Obamacare's uh, <laughs> fucking work camps. Well,
1: that's the thing. is That whole scene is
2: just to watch of Schwarzenegger fucking walk around with a steel beam on his shoulder. Yeah, he's
1: wearing and, like a World's Gym tank top. Yeah, and he's got a beard. It was
3: awesome.
1: Yeah, it's... It's kind of like seeing Hugh Jackman as Wolverine for the first time. And you're like, well, <laughs> he's got a beard there in that one part. How about that, everybody? Man, Let Hunkamania that. run wild on me, huh?
3: And this prison riot breaks out. And we're actually, we get to see something that's, that's very important. We see that this these prisons of the future have the deadlock collars yeah. from the feature film Deadlock with Rutger Hauer. And our good friend Stephen Tobolowsky, of yeah, course. Yeah, and we actually get to see a, f- a really wicked head explosion. It's pretty solid as a guy's trying to escape, and it's—I I forget the guy's name, but that guy
2: is the guy who gets uh, Kevin Spacey in trouble in L.A. Confidential because he beats him up. <laughs>
1: is it really? Yeah, when he's
2: like, "Yeah, your fucking mother," and Kevin Spacey just knocks him out oh, in wow. that prison riot. That's him. What a find! Kevin. That's all I, I
1: remember. Uh, so yeah, there's uh, there's a prison riot. And um, somewhere along the way, Arnold decides to break out. Does he break out during this riot or is no it later?
2: It's, the riot happens because they, of the first movement for the breakout to happen. Oh, like okay. they, they like sort
3: of stage it in a way. Like he starts yeah. fighting Yafet Koto. Oh, or right. What, Yafet
1: Koto, of course, is, is his buddy in the movie. right. Uh, plays uh, Mr. Big in Live and Let Die, of course. Uh, uh, he's Koto.
2: in homicide. He's like the big cheese in homicide. Great actor. Yeah, is he's he, really.
1: Is he
3: dead?
2: No, I don't, I don't think so. he's dead.
1: Uh, no, he's that's going to be a sad day. I love Yaphet Yeah, he's good.
3: So they're fighting, and it makes this big distraction, and like the whole place kind of breaks out, and then that's when they can seize their opportunity, get these guns from these guards, and start really making a go at this.
1: So he breaks out, and you know, there's this like, there's a whole undercover movement. It's very Children of Men. Kind of a thing. But they don't really do
2: anything with it. They don't do
1: shit. And then they're pissed off when Arnold comes in and he's like, well, I want to do something. And they're like, oh,
2: really? Well, because they think he's the... Because in the helicopter thing, they ended up... They did end up shooting everybody in that little ride in the beginning right
1: so let's discuss the technology that they have in this world so what they have is video augmentation technology that made it look like arnold's character went crazy and was like you know i'm gonna kill all these people and they put in like the radio operator being like you know no i'm your commanding officer those are innocent civilians uh of course you know it was the other way around but they're able to like make Video of yeah. this shit. It's
3: total propaganda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's no, like it what's going is. on today?
1: It's uh, it's like uh, it's like a Mockingjay, the third uh, Hunger Games book. Nope. All right. Nope. Sure.
2: <laughs> Fun. <Fine. laughs> um. So yeah. So he is now deemed the butcher of Bakersfield because this is where this yeah, happened. Ba- happened. Bakersfield,
3: California. Uh,
2: right. And when he goes, <laughs> he goes to meet uh the resistance led by
1: fucking Mick Fleetwood. Like, whatever. <laughs> what? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing putting Mick Fleetwood in your movie? And like, did was it just like a weekend? He had nothing to do. I mean, like, this is this is kind of like Mick Jagger in Free Jack. Like, what are you doing there? What are you doing there, Mick
2: Fleetwood? But, but even Mick Jagger, he's like, he's a central character. He's in this movie for
1: two scenes, and that's yeah. it. Also, no reason. if you're going to hire someone from Fleetwood Mac to be in this movie, uh, ring Lindsay Buckingham, by the way. <laughs> uh, what the fuck are you doing calling Mick fucking Fleetwood? I Don't mean, you I want f- a
2: handsome guy? Well, no, because you know what? You have to have your <laughs> uh, long scraggly, white hair. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, fucking. But, I mean, at this point, nobody's going to own up to fucking Michael Caine and. Children of Men, that was the best long, scraggly white hair the ever. The best,
1: it, oh, the only dude that Michael Caine replaced at the top of that list is Sean Connery at the beginning of The
4: Rock. All rioters must be eliminated. To hell with you. I will not buy on helpless people aboard missions. They back to base.
1: Arnold has gotten better at acting over the years. Because he's he like peaked and then it, now it's falling back because he's just old and confused.
3: Yeah. And honestly, the start of this movie. Holy crap, is he a terrible actor. With, <laughs> when he's doing the Bakersfield scenes, like the massacre scenes yeah. in his helicopter. It's outrageously it's like, terrible. What are you talking about? There are women and children. <laughs> like, actually, that was better than him. Yeah, you just did a great job. Oh, yeah. god damn it. I should be I mean, Schwarzenegger. He, he is like, flinchingly
1: terrible acting in this movie, which is just absolutely (laughs) hilarious. But, like, case in point, when they throw that net around him and he just makes this noise and there's kind of, like, a slow motion, him falling to the ground with those big teeth out and you're just like, oh, boy, somehow you made this work. And I don't know how, but you made this work. They take the...
2: um, uh, Mick Fleetwood playing Mick, the
1: head of the...
2: Resistance
1: guaranteed. He, that's because if they referred to him in a scene as a different character, he didn't fucking understand that someone was talking to him. You know, it's like now, Mr. Simpson. When I say hello, Mr. Thompson, and step on your foot, you say hello. Wait, what? No, I it's think okay, he's Mick. Talking
4: to you. No, Mick, you're just
1: you're you're, you're just gonna take that collar off of him. Yeah, he is like the the sort of like the weapons expert of like decommissioning these collars and everything. Mick Fleetwood, is. Mick Fleetwood, and I mean again, that's almost the only thing
2: he does in this movie is take off that collar for him while he's fucking smoking a cigar. Yeah,
1: of course, of Red course, explosive. It's By the way, the detail. airport
2: airport scene has one of my favorite um, lazy scenes. But we should set up um, favorite what has one of my favorite lazy
1: screenwriting Oh, things. lazy screenwriting things. I thought you said Lazy Susans. I was like, <laughs> your least favorite example of cinematic kitchen accessories? Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about.
2: <laughs> All
3: right, so but, your lazy is the future, everything's shit.
2: <laughs> After uh, good old Ben Richards, he gets uh, out of the resistance camp, he finds an apartment that he thought was his brother's, but is now rented by... Maria uh, Conchita Alonso. Maria Conchita Alonso, who's Because his, his brother
1: was arrested,
4: uh, by, you know, am,
2: by... Amber. Amber, Amber Mendez. Mendez. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he, like, essentially takes her hostage, and they go to the airport, and the reason he needs her is she has one of these passcode things that allows you to get on the plane.
3: Right, right.
2: He uses it as if there's no real identification that comes with it, like it wouldn't come up, Amber Mendez. But he uses it, and then... Because she takes too long searching for her passcode in her uh, purse, the guy just lets them go? Oh, it's ridiculous. It's a
1: police state. They would never allow it. Like, there's some fat woman who's just like, (laughs) are you kidding? Like, fucking Roseanne is behind them in line. Like, oh, really? Let's hurry up, huh? In reality, that Roseanne lady would be getting the billy club.
3: Shut up. We're doing this. In defense of this film, In a fascist state, as we all have read our Mussolini, the trains must run on time. And I'm sure that the trains is also references the planes and automobiles.
1: (laughs) Of course. And (laughs) steamships, hot air balloons, they all have to run on time. Like
3: clockwork. And there was a big queue building up, man. You know, you got to keep things going. And Arnold surprisingly does not that bad of a job of playing this. Oh, honey, your purse again, all oh, these women, you know what I'm saying, huh?
1: Oh, there is so much terrible and, acting in that scene, too.
3: And I
2: mean, and half of his comedy work, this, and this uh, comes into play, is half of his comedy work, I feel, is him wearing shirts that nobody would wear, <laughs> except for like a fat schlub. And uh, like, he's on. got this fucking Hawaiian shirt on. He's is is dressed
1: like Hannibal Lecter at the end of <laughs> Silence of the Lambs.
3: There's a great line in this where, 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 uh, Mendez says that, like, she's going to puke on him. And Arnold's just like, in this shirt, it wouldn't even show.
1: (laughs) This shirt already looks like there's vomit all over it. It's fine. (laughs) So uh, so he's brought down by these dudes uh, who work for Richard Dawson, essentially. Yeah. Uh, and Richard Dawson sees the the video footage of him br- being brought down and like running, and he's like, who is this dude? And then he remembers that there's, some, there's jailbreak footage, mm-hmm. and he puts two and two together, and he's like, oh, like what a beautiful specimen and all this creepy shit. Well, he shit. saw
2: the breakout footage, and that's what made them catch him, is that he wanted him for the show.
1: Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. And he get, So he gets him for the show, and here we go. Like The rest of the movie is in, essentially just an episode of The Running Man. Yeah. Uh, and we're treated to a, what I learned was a Paula Abdul choreographed yeah. dance as like the warm-up act for this insane, murderous gladiator show. Yeah, I mean, just it's, this is these- fucking in living color, man. Like, <laughs> the Fly Girls come out before there's going to be televised carnage. Jennifer
2: Lopez is there just for some reason.
3: <laughs> and just to play into how, mo- how ridiculous this television network is, um, I noticed that in Richard Dawson's office there's a poster for a television show called The Hate Boat. Because <laughs> it's like the gritty, realistic reboot of The Love Boat, I guess.
1: He also, uh, you see another show that's on the network called, uh, what is it? Climb climb, climb, climb the for Rope? The... Climb for Your Life? Or something oh yeah, like that's that?
3: when dogs are trying to bite you. <laughs> I thought a was
1: calling at his knees. It's a climb for the money or something. It's something like that. And it's that. a dude with a big hunk of $100 bills in his mouth climbing a rope and Rottweilers are... Tipping at his feet.
3: There's another poster. I didn't catch what it was. What the name of the show was, but the poster's literally a terrified old man. <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> now, this is quality television. I watch that. And, show.
2: There, and there's one more, and we can end it after that. But it's just called Pain. <laughs> It's just in big fucking bold letters, pain. Hey. Well,
1: this is what happens when, like, if like the Japanese reality shows really took off, right? Yeah. right. You know what I mean? They do some crazy shit over there. That's not no A joke. I read some no joke. Tri- tri- I read some trivia that
2: this was like part of this was based on some Japanese television show, Super Amazing
1: Adventure Hours.
2: Yeah, what it's called? This
3: is people that,
1: getting yeah. bludgeoned to
3: death. There's also um, since we're talking about um, ICS television programming, um, Jesse Ventura. As Captain Freedom, who was a gladiator, who was a stalker, as in one of the hunters of the running men in The Running Man, has moved on to become a uh, a sports broadcaster in that field, but also has an awesome workout video, which I would be doing it every day if I had this.
1: If you got that guy to make an actual workout tape, like the Jesse Ventura full body workout video, I'd buy it. How amazing would that be?
2: Bunch of slack-jawed word I don't want to (laughs) say.
3: He's peppering in conspiracy theories between sets.
4: (laughs) You know the other thing about the Denver International Airport? Squat, two, three, four. Squat, two, three, four. Another thing about underground bases you might not know. Oh, yep, now we're going to take a breather. Get some water while I tell you about the gray aliens that landed in my backyard last night. And honestly, smoke as much pot as you want. I'm smoking weed right now doing this conspiracy workout tape for you. Hey, man, come on.
3: Don't bullshit me.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But, yes, much like
1: Paul O'Neill calling a Yankee game, he sort of, like, does some analysis for The Running Man. So let's explain how The Running Man show works, the three-hour block of programming, which, again, it's getting kind of terrifying how much our reality show programming is running into what this is because I see shit on here like three hours of The Biggest Loser. We have the analysis show. We have the rating show. We have the workout show. Like, so it's three hours, three hours of this nonsense. And what it is, is there's a couple of folks that get dropped down like they they put them in like a big egg shaped cage and they get dropped down a tunnel i guess so they get dizzy before they get out i didn't understand what like just set them loose I, in the
3: arena i guess it's pretty like they want you in for the in-studio segment but the arena is kind of far away i guess in oh, like a shithole part of la or right. something
2: so, well, it looks like escaped from la this whole fucking the, the area they have to fight
1: they say but, that the area is something like 400 city blocks or so how big is it? it's like a huge amount of space yeah i think it's like
3: part of the city but the they part also is the rundown city
2: right but they also have like tiny levels like tiny like the like first level like the first one that will and we'll get to it in a minute but the first one with sub-zero it's just kind of a small little space where you have to fight
1: them right so the whole thing is you know if you're a contestant quote on the show uh you are a running man you're a runner right. The, the show's called The Running Man, you're a
3: runner. There is some bureaucracy to go with this because Richard Dawson has to get on the line to the uh, the Justice Department's Entertainment Division, <laughs> of course. which now exists. <laughs> and by the way, Arnold, instead of being like, oh, like here's your lawyer to defend you for your case or like to, to help you get through this Running Man experience, he has a court-appointed theatrical agent.
1: Oh, that, yeah, that's right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Who? But, amazing scene when he signs the contract because he asked to. I guess he's you know under duress here. He stabs the dude in the back with the pen because the guy was like, oh, just just use my my sign it on my back. There's no no flat surfaces here. He right
1: signs there. it and just sticks it right to him like Martin Luther on those goddamn doors. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> like, that's is, how is heavy that, a, is that what happened? That's how heavy a contract is with uh, with uh, the Running Man. So, and now I, we have
3: Lutherans.
5: BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H E L P.com slash WHM.
1: So you are, you know, a runner and you get blasted into this cage, this arena. And then so what happens is the audience decides which person. Big fat professional wrestler is gonna chase after you first, and they're called the stalkers. And these guys all have like a special skill set that I can put to use to to put you down. And uh, you know they're they're all like kind of superpowers and shit. Which this whole like thing, so
2: this thing has been going on for a while now. The running man has been a
1: goddamn American pastime at this point. Take
2: that baseball. This is is like
3: six seasons, I'd say.
1: This is like
2: America transplaying Parmastan's "The Game" (laughs) (laughs) into right,
1: like the body count has to be outrageous. Well, that's the thing is, I don't understand. They don't really specify how many episodes of this they do a year, Uh, so you don't know how many people are dying. From the last year's run of episodes, though, we learn that there were only three winners. And again, you know, as as we'll find out a little later in the movie, but. A lot of this, like uh, propaganda and shit, they're like, "Here's these guys that won last year, and if you win, you can be on this Hawaiian island, and blah blah blah." Uh, they're dead, but we'll we'll find them later. And so, yeah, so these dudes chase you around. And I, the whole thing is, if you make it through all the levels, you win, and it's essentially you have to kill them. You have to kill the people who are trying to kill you. Yeah. Right. Um. So Arnold's out on stage. He's strapped into this thing, ready to roll. And Richard Dawson says, "Well, I have a surprise for you. Your teammates this time out are the other dudes that you broke out of jail with. So they've kidnapped Yafet Koto, uh, the egghead dude. Um,
2: yeah, I think his
3: name is Weiss. In this. Yeah,
1: uh, Marvin J. McIntyre.
2: Yeah, he's been in other stuff. I forget right now. And Kinda so looks like a, a yeah. young uh, Max von Sydow a little bit. <laughs> he does. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> and uh, they are they're in these." Um, these these like spandex outfits that you have to have to play the running man. And I just wanted to bring it up a little briefly here because very unflattering on Yafed Kona. <laughs>
1: One size fits all my
3: ass. Yeah, yeah, no, it's that's false advertising. But it's like do you have to humiliate people then kill them? Can I you know if I'm gonna be put on the running man pair of jeans, hey, a T shirt? Yeah, you know why do we have to well, come on? I mean, I've got some like short shorts on
1: right now. You like, look
3: great dead in those.
1: <laughs> if I would. I would leave a exquisite corpse. If you were sub zeroed in that, it would look fine. But they look like they're dressed like if you put all of them together, they look like they could be on a fucking bobsled team. Like that's what these exactly. outfits look like, and
3: that's sort of what this cart is that they all get launched off of. Like they all they all have like their individual pods. Or whatever, yeah, yeah. Like and they're a all bobsled. launched by
2: John Candy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> telling them to believe in themselves
1: so we start off this thing and they bring up this old lady from the audience and they're totally playing up the Richard Dawkins uh, Dawson being on the feud thing because uh, this old lady comes up and gives her like a big old hug and she's so fucking horned out to meet him and all this you, shit you
3: almost said Richard Dawkins which would be great if it, all of a sudden <laughs> he brought up this old lady and was just telling her there was no God
1: <laughs> she starts crying there's no God, it's stupid uh, so, yeah, so this lady comes up and she's like, well, my favorite of all is Sub-Zero. And, uh, out comes this, uh, big old dude who's got, like, a hockey stick and shit. So, like, they land in Sub-Zero's level. It's very video game-ish, you Oh, know? yeah. Oh, it's super video game-ish. Uh, they land in, like, an ice rink and here comes Sub-Zero and he's on skates and he's got a, a hockey stick with, like, a blade attached to a it. a
3: gigantic Asian hockey player. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big fucking dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got explosive pucks. Oh, it's the real deal. (laughs) This is life-threatening. Bag of tricks, you know? Like, they always need to have an insanely superior edge on the running men.
1: Right. You know, they get all sorts of superpowers, and the running men just have to... Run And like uh, this, yeah. this
3: hockey stick
1: he has is like razor sharp. It's like cutting through a fucking chain link fence and all sorts of nonsense. So Arnold has a big old, like, you're not today and starts fighting back and uh, strangles this man with barbed wire. What a way to go. Yep.
3: Sub-zero. Now just plain zero. <laughs> he has <laughs> Mike drop. so
1: many of these. God damn one-liners in this movie. I'll be back makes an appearance. He says that to Richard Dawson. Definitely
3: does. He How was...
1: many times has he said, I'll be back?
3: In this movie? No, no, no. In movies. Uh, more than he should have. Um, obviously, <laughs> in the main ones, the Terminator. The Terminators, But like, um, but he's definitely said it in this. He might say it in Commando. Does, he definitely says it in I'm almost
2: positive he says it in Jingle all the way.
3: Oh,
1: God, that's way too far into the 90s to be saying, fucking, I'll be back, for Christ's sake.
3: Yeah, uh, he probably said that in Terminator 3.
1: Well, I don't think he says
2: anything in Terminator 3. Talk to no, the how? Oh, no, I'm thinking about 4. I'm thinking about Salvation. Salvation, he doesn't say a fucking word. No,
1: he just comes out, well, because it's a fucking computer Arnold Schwarzenegger.
2: Yeah, but Schwarzenegger. even computer Schwarzenegger.
1: Yeah, no. That, see, that's the missed opportunity of Terminator Salvation. You've got a CGR on Schwarzenegger, all you need to do is find yourself one of those great online Arnold Schwarzenegger soundboards. And you have have a blast with that. Well, I
3: love those things, as it's always and just like,
1: put it all on there. Fuck it, it's,
2: it's the all, end of the movie. Put it all on there.
3: It's like all the five same lines. That's so amazing. <laughs> Who is your daddy, and what does he do? It's all the kindergarten costumes. It's all, it's
1: all the hits. It's not a tumor. <laughs> not a tumor, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, what's great about this is he kills this fucking dude, and everybody in the audience is like, "Well, you know, all hope is not lost. We have some more stalkers on the way." Meanwhile, uh, Maria Conchita Alonso is s- like sifting through files. She works for ICS right. uh, as a as she writes jingles for commercials, which is funny. Um, but she's, like, sifting through the files and she finds, like, the unedited footage of the massacre that Arnold supposedly, you know, conducted and everything like that. And then she gets caught by Richard Dawson's cronies and is brought into the
3: show. Yeah, and, she's sentenced to death for being in the tape library. When <laughs> after you're hours. Sorry. Yeah. yeah.
1: She didn't have a hall pass. She's gonna be killed.
5: By the way, why not save
2: her? There's gonna be another episode very soon that you're gonna need somebody for. You already got three people no,
3: on this one. But th- this this way, like they know that she was at the airport with Schwarzenegger. So it's like a very easy oh, way. Yeah, like, oh, and what do we have here? Ben Richards' girlfriend. Oh, we don't lie, honey. No, we don't lie. We'll tell. Tell the folks all about her. Oh, she's a slut, <laughs> and and she's 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 a scaflaw. Yeah, they do make a point of saying like she's had two or three
2: sexual partners in, in the, the last year. year.
1: Yeah, no, they really drag her name through the mud before she dies. I like know, it's but what a-
3: I love how it's not even excessive. No, it's a- <laughs> she's I mean- a modern working woman.
4: <laughs> Throw her to the pit. She's college educated. Kill her. <laughs> She's unmarried. <laughs> <laughs> Big hole. I says, unmarried.
1: There's an annoying thing where Richard Dawson keeps referencing old TV shows and no one gets him. Ugh. And it's like a, ha ha ha. But when he's talking to, the, I think he's talking to the justice department entertainment division and he makes some crack about Gilligan's Island. And he's like, uh, you know, Gilligan's Island, the one with the boat. Uh, yeah. And all that shit. And I was like, Make a Hogan's Heroes joke. You were on Hogan's Heroes. How great would that be? Make a Hogan's Hero Oh no, okay, we're just gonna not Alright, fine. And fuck wasn't it.
2: he also on the Love Boat? And I think that's where hate boat comes from. Is I think he oh, was, he was he? Yeah, I think he was on the love boat. Um I can't confirm that I know he was on Hogan's Heroes. Though. I'm almost positive he was on the love boat. But so Sub Zero gets fucking, you know, cut up with uh, the barbed wire, so now it's time they've gotta deal with two. Two killers, and it's um, one of them.
1: I just call the light bright guy.
3: Well, well, the first one we have up here is a fella by the name of Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw.
1: He looks like a really stroking out professional wrestler, and he's got a chainsaw. Yes. The other fella is an obese man wearing a light bright leotard. Uh, and kids at home who don't know what light bright was, you should check it out. Cause it was totally awesome. Yes, and he sings Pagliacci
2: when he fucking gets on stage. And he's like got a, he's
3: got like a Roman helmet that lights up, and uh, Arnold's got that great line of "Hey, Christmas tree."
2: <laughs> uh, which his
3: is is totally Dynamo. Out. Dynamo. Dynamo.
1: Uh, yes, Dynamo. Dynamo's name. Uh, so yeah, they're they're double teaming him. They chase him down on motorcycles. And by the way, the whole other plot here is. Uh, Nerdlinger and the other guy, uh uh Yafet Koto, say something about jamming the network. So that their whole thing is like they're trying to take them down from the inside while playing the game. And it's like, I guess I like I guess you you you, you I get it. You really well, want to see the yeah. show in ruin and whatever. But there's
3: these fucking professional wrestlers trying to
1: kill you, like prioritize what you're doing.
3: But they have but the, you know, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger brawn and then these guys are just brain and they're like well you know let's try to hack the matrix here a little bit i
1: feel that's, that's a- why Yafet koto is the first to go in this movie though because he's like not enough brawn and not enough brain either he just like right. gets easily aggravated and he's got that paunch he's a yeah. big dude like he's got a wide chest and everything but he's kind of just fat and he just gets killed uh, and not instantly, but he gets mortally wounded, I should. Instantly. Say. He does
2: get mortally and uh, buzzkill just takes it to his side at one point, like right when he enters
1: the arena. Gets the old the old leather face right to the gut.
2: But again, like I in this kind of movie, uh, and like I, I thought uh weirdly enough, I thought a lot about uh Demolition Man when I was watching this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um it's like, that's what the resistance is there for. Is for the geeky stuff of like, we're going to hack these jamming people. Jamming wh- the network. While yeah, while you're- where
3: the fuck is the resistance? you got to move in, them in. They come in later, guys. For yeah. a minute. Uh, for no reason. reason. It's
1: so poorly
2: but planned. But they
3: though. help hack the Matrix. At the very, very
2: end. But like, which which is, I don't need uh, Weiss. the climax
3: of the film.
2: I don't need Weiss doing this shit while, he's, uh, while this is happening. Well, because yeah,
3: but what do you want Weiss
4: to do? Like, I want him to die. I want him to be the first God. one to
3: die. <laughs> I want
4: him to die. God.
5: <laughs> no, <laughs> Mr.
4: Weiss. You're going to die. You're, but, the,
3: you're the guy voting at home, huh? Yeah. Calling up, <laughs> calling up the, uh, the
4: hotline.
2: Uh, Kill thumbs up, Weiss. thumbs down, yeah. But that like, would be great. But it it would make sense because the, all the shots we see during these uh, uh, during this whole thing are of people who are really for the game, who love the game. Right. And, like, usually... And it's good to have this tension of like, okay, yeah, there are people who love the show, but who where are the people who hate the show because I, I I can't believe everybody loves this
1: fucking thing. Well, and right. the resistance is obviously somebody who doesn't. The resistance tunes in to PBS on the <laughs> nights that The Running Man airs. They refuse to watch it. Hey, so watching
3: Charlie Rose. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I'm talking to I don't know who. I wonder who, who's famous. Four-hour
1: documentaries on Woody Allen. Yeah, talking to Jesse Ventura. Uh, all right, side question. Four years from now into the future, The Running Man exists. It can't be hosted by Richard Dawson because we sadly lost him last year. But So it's hosted by, I don't, whatever, Louis Anderson. No, right? it's going to Gacchieri. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he gave up that minute to win it. It's going to Guy yeah, Fieri.
3: Minute to win it, dude. Holy fuck. What a black hole on the NBC so schedule. Bad.
1: They really fucked that up. Who oh. watched Minute to Win It ever?
3: Minute to Win It is named because you're changing the channel in a minute.
1: Yeah, if you change <laughs> the channel in under a minute, you totally won. One life. Not watching that show. Yeah. <laughs> God but I, I, I'm, I'm
2: certain if when slash if Running Man becomes a thing, Guy Fieri is the host.
1: All right. So Guy Fieri is hosting this program, probably on NBC. So if that show had a call in thing where you could call and vote like, you know, kill whoever's on it this week. Maybe it's like maybe it's a special celebrity Running Man. And it's like, mm-hmm. call in. Who do you want to kill? Donald Trump. Carrot Top. Daniel Baldwin,
3: Jim Belushi.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, would you guys call in and cast a vote for someone to be murdered? Jim Belushi. <laughs> <laughs> I watched one episode of the Real Life Running Man. It was the episode that only had one appearance by Jim Belushi. <laughs> but with I the, would love to see that. With the
2: voting in, would you like what would the voting be? I for. Exactly what would the voting... For, if he lives or dies?
1: Well, yeah, so like... On, or just uh, to be a contestant. Well, yeah.
2: no. So, like, he's on the show. They all made it. They're all on the show.
1: Oh, well, if it's Donald Trump,
2: then he's getting killed by... Who, they could fucking send Droopy Dog in there to kill him, and he'd kill him. <laughs> Get
1: back here, Donald. Here I
2: come with my mullet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would do it. I think I would do it. If they, uh... if they advertised, like, anonymous calls... I might do it. I would. Okay, here's the thing. I wouldn't. This is so terrible. I wouldn't do it on, like, the regular season of The Running Man, where it's just poor, innocent people getting handpicked to to do this. But. You're talking about a celebrity running man. Yeah, terrible celebrity running man? I'd probably vote. I might vote a couple of times. (laughs) I'd go to, like,. I'd go to Best Buy and buy like a bunch of cell phone burners. Uh-huh. So I had like 10 burners just sitting around in case they tried keeping track of which phone so you number. you
3: as many running man votes in as possible?
1: <laughs> I might do it. You, you're a super fan. <laughs> i'm at the best buy i got 10 burners the guy's like you're having a running man party aren't you i'm like yeah yeah these are all just for me though i do have people coming over we're gonna try to vote jim off yeah this well week. uh
2: Katherine heigl's on this week so i gotta gotta get on there Catherine so. oh,
1: heigl's episode uh they get rid of her by making her try to read a book and her head explodes Catherine <laughs> heigl remember her Yeah. All right, so these two fat guys are running after everybody. And Buzzkill, or Buzzsaw, or whatever his name is... Oh, Buzzsaw gets it? Man, oh man. (laughs) This is when I was like, I will love this movie for the rest of my life. Because Arnold's fighting with this guy, and this guy's coming at Arnold with a chainsaw, and it's really scary. And Arnold says... This guy goes something to the effect of like... This saw is a part of me. It's gonna, it's gonna be a part of you, and now. it's gonna be a part of you. And Arnold says something like "No thanks" or whatever, and chainsaws this dude's dick, his yeah. fucking shaft,
3: and his taints right, all gone, right up through it. And then when uh, his the lady fair says like "Oh, where where's a uh, buzz buzz and then Arnold's just like. He had to split.
2: He had to split. But that's the thing. Is he just, like, cutting him up to, like, the belly because he's obviously dead already? Or is he going the full giant mnemonic and he's going all he's the way through? He's not
3: going all the way, Chris. He's got to conserve his energy. He's playing running man. He's got, <laughs> He's got. you know, once you get up, you know, you do the dick because that's going to down him for good. Yeah. And then you do a little extra just for good measure, just to, for yourself, you know? Yeah, because yeah, yeah, you're, like, you're like, listen,
1: you know, yeah. I could saw this dude's, like, dick off or whatever and, like, they might get
3: paramedics to him in time or something like that. I don't want Buzzsaw to be saved. I'll say full pelvis. Ben Richards went up full pel got rid of that whole pelvis. Yeah. And then I feel like then you just... Yeah, what, I mean, you once know. he
1: got to, like, his beer gut, the chainsaw, like, broke. And he was like,
4: <laughs> "What this will have to do. And just let him go. His
3: gut is harder than diamonds. <laughs> I cannot <laughs> cut it. <laughs> His indestructible beer gut. It's it's that, it's diamond, or it's liquid metal. (laughs) That's probably another
1: thing that Jim Belushi has. That would be one of his strengths on Celebrity Running Man.
3: He'd like check people with his beer gut.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to get me there, huh? Look at these diamond hard beer gut abs. Eh, eh, eh. And then someone launches a fucking nuclear
2: missile and just blows the whole arena. Well, if you you listen to him, his balls are made of steel, so you you can't saw through them.
1: You ain't gonna cut through these brass balls. Not <laughs> a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so the other guy, opera man, there, Dynamo, di- <laughs> Dynamo, excuse me. He's trying to go in for the kill, and he's just singing at these people. That is some unthreatening shit. If some dude's coming at me and he's just singing opera, I'd be like, "Well, what's this guy's problem?" Well, he I fucking guess-
3: electrocutes the shit out of Weiss. Well, yeah, oh, yeah,
1: that's
2: right. He's
3: got, like, the uh, force lightning. This suit, like, yep. gives him force lightning, like Emperor Palpatine. And he, uh, yeah, he he fires up Weiss.
2: He And he kind of fires up uh, Mendez as well. But yeah, yeah.
3: Weiss was hacking the Matrix and found out, like, finally found out the correct security code in order to get in. Tells it to Mendez and then gets zapped to ruin.
1: Yeah, he's just he's instantly dead, right? We don't yeah, he's, he's, he's gone. just gone. Yeah. Uh cuz we do come back to Yafet Kota who's still kind of kind of bleeding out. There's a great thing that happens after uh Buzzsaw gets killed where they're like, "Oh, we lost another one or something like that." Uh and there are so many hilarious close-ups of audience members yelling boo at Richard Dawson it's amazingly hilarious
5: well that
3: that's, i mean that's all the stuff they added, edited out of the family feud
1: <laughs> you think you're so goddamn charming boo you <laughs> kissed my wife boo and she said she lacked it I'll, boo her
4: and boo you Richard Dawson i'll be waiting for you outside in the parking lot <laughs> she makes me wear a mask of your face during love night <laughs>
3: dude love night at your house huh wow put on this richard
1: dawson mask i want to pretend like i'm being molested on national television i had it specially made for her birthday i thought it was a gag gift and now it's in the regular rotation i had to have five more made they got worn out this is ridiculous do you know how expensive it is to make a richard dawson mask so Dynamo. <laughs> he uh he comes at Arnold with like a dune buggy, and Arnold makes him flip this thing, and he's kinda like wedged in it, and Arnold comes up with this huge pipe, and I was like, Yep, here we go. There's gonna be some great line to be like, time to lay some pipe <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> and he jams it down, and I'm like, Yeah, fuck you, Dynamo. Nope. Because Arnold's got to be the hero, darn it, in this movie. And he's only jammed it right by Dynamo's head. And he's like, you know, I would not harm an innocent, unarmed person or whatever. Unless they were in
3: a group of people.
4: (laughs) Then I would open fire. (laughs) I would fire at (laughs) will. Which, by the way, what a moment to say lights out. (laughs) It's right there. it
1: It is right there. God damn. You should have, no, you know what, I almost said, I take this back before I even said it, I almost said he should have killed Dynamo and left Buzzsaw, but that would have meant I didn't get that chainsaw to the dick, which you can't take that out of this movie. Here's what should have happened then,
3: because we want to play with the the whole opera angle of Dynamo singing opera while out there on the Running Man field, instead of Buzzsaw's penis being destroyed. He <laughs> destroys di- dynamos, and then he can go, ah, the fat lady sings, because huh? yeah, yeah, you no, are no longer a yeah, yeah, that
1: one. I like that one. He kind of looks like uh, the the eunuch in uh, Game of Thrones, by the way, doesn't he? Does. He, he that, totally does. That dynamo. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so, so Egghead is dead, and it's Arnold and uh, Maria Conchita Alonso, and they go back to... Uh, What's his face? Yafet Koto at this point, And they're like, you know, listen, we got the codes. Like, we can bring down the security, whatever. Like, let's go. Yafet Koto says, you know, I'm, my goose is cooked. I got to stay behind and whatever. So also at this point, by the way, the three dudes that they have lined up to be the stalkers, uh, are, they're done. They're yeah. out. So they now have to start calling in the reserves. Enter in Jim Brown as Fireball, which is the greatest character in this movie.
2: But I'm going to disagree with you on this for
1: one reason, one reason. With what, me saying he's the greatest character in this movie? Uh, well, because, man, Gene Brown is
2: so nice. <laughs> I don't believe him as this cutthroat, like, as a person in, like, in uh, Mars Attacks, totally believable. Because yeah. he's, like, saving people. And he's got Helping the furrow thing. Yeah. yeah. Him as this, like, I'm going to kill everybody with this flamethrower guy, it just doesn't calculate for me.
1: Right, so I see what you're saying. Yeah, you, he's you're just to too. He's too,
2: like even his line delivery. It's not like he can be really menacing. He's just kind of big and like imposing. But like yeah. villainy, I don't get. And this is supposed to be as villainous. Uh, and I mean, I get it. Light bright over there wasn't exactly what like
1: <laughs> making me cower. But at least he took a life. Right. So so Richard Dawson's trying to piece like the scraps of this show back together like they did not anticipate Arnold fighting back in this fashion. So he says, you know, fireball, suit up, get ready to go. I'm pretty sure this is the only time in recorded cinematic history you see Jim Brown take off in a jetpack, which is that is the greatest thing (laughs) ever. Is Jim Brown just launching off like? Sorry, ladies, I got to go to work. And just blasts <laughs> off into the sky. It's so awesome. Well, he also has these like gray streaks. in Yeah, his he hair. looks like a black poly walnuts in it's, this movie. It looks ridiculous. So he, because uh, he's been sitting in the locker room, so he's ready for action now. And they head out. And uh, he's fireball because he's got a gigantic flamethrower. And this is probably the most exciting part of the movie. There's some good action going on here of dodging all the fire and everything like that. There's an awesome moment. There's been a lot of this with summer blockbusters, I feel, where Arnold now is the one hucking some barrels at him like Donkey Kong. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and there's chemicals going all over the place. And he lights off the flamethrower. And it's a wall of fire. And Arnold's just like, but I did it. He's dead. And, like, Jim Brown just stoically walks through this fire. And I was like, he didn't have a fire suit on. Oh, liquid metal. Also, (laughs) not for nothing, your back is
2: full of gasoline.
1: Yeah, how are you getting that (laughs) tank through there? You're just walking through
3: here and you're just... Dude, man. I
1: guess not.
3: The future. gasoline
1: doesn't do
2: anything. It's
3: the future, man. It's the future, man.
1: So then they start. They cut back to the audience, but well, this is a great thing. And Richard Dawson is asking this old lady, uh, like, who he who she thinks is going to win or whatever. And she goes, uh, "I think Ben Richards is going to win. That boy's one mean motherfucker." And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> old lady swearing is one of the cutest things you can ever see in your life. My favorite, because uh, I just rewatched it recently, my
2: favorite uh, old woman cursing moment is in Superbad, where she tells Jonah Hill, "Have fun, fucking jewels.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, it's cute." <laughs> <laughs> So the tables turn on Richard Dawson almost completely. The show is blowing up in his face because the audience starts rooting for the runners. Well, also the bets, the gamblers are going for mm -hmm. Ben Richards. Mm -hmm. There is so much gambling going on in this movie. It's like, it's that kind of gambling I don't understand. Like, Andrew Jupin and the world of gambling do not really go hand in hand too well. I don't understand things where someone's like, like... like people yell at a dude and throw money at him, and somehow this dude is keeping track of what those bets well, it's are. Like
2: that, like in Boardwalk Empire, when you like, or no, it's in Public Enemies, where like you go to the back Around, like the the hidden gambling places where they have a bunch of phones and people are taking bets, and there's just a humongous chalkboard where something's going on.
1: Yeah, that's when I see those chalkboards, I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, I just, I just don't get it. I, no, so I like, have, I have so no that's what you see. What there's a is. couple of shots <laughs> of like. It's kind of funny because it's even the decrepit lowest cast of this post-apocalyptic society is gambling on. They're stuff. in a junkyard. Right. Well, I think <laughs> if you're gambling <laughs> in a junkyard, you're on tough times, brother. This, this humongous chalkboard in the middle of a
5: junkyard.
3: I think like people are like handing him like like two hundred dollars and then they give them like a receipt. There's receipts. They're handing little, little tickets. Oh, I see. And uh, I don't know if it's specific to the information, but I believe like Richards is on the board for like 100 to 1 odds yeah, or something. Yeah, that
2: I do remember, the 100 so, to 1 odds. I mean, All they're right. pulling
3: it off, I guess. I mean, honestly, a little too fast-paced for my, my taste. I wouldn't know what was happening. When but. I
1: go to a casino, I'm too neurotic to do anything but a slot machine because no one at a slot machine is going to yell at me. Like I always had this fear, like I enjoy playing things like Blackjack or maybe some Texas Hold'em or whatever, but I've got this big neuroses about like, you know, you get to a table and you make a move, and then there's some dude down at the end of the table with a huge cowboy hat on <laughs> that stands up like all offended and the like, way you know stares you
3: down and whatnot. This is where gambling belongs. Deadwood. Yeah. <laughs> now, if I lived out there in that time, Sure, I'll enjoy a Game of Gamble.
5: Because that's but now, all there is wait, to do. Wait,
3: wait, do. wait, wait. You'd enjoy what? A Game of Gamble. <laughs> Okay, just checking. You maybe multiple. Depends on how, how much well, time was have. Well,
2: because it, it wasn't called poker or like blackjack on there. It was just like, oh, I'll do a gamble.
1: Sure, I'm sure. Gamble no, one, no. gamble
3: two. Oh,
1: oh, wait, I'm sorry. We're playing gamble two? I thought we were playing gamble four. Oh, yeah. I got all the wrong see, cards. See, that's
3: the thing. is That's a misconception. Back then, people thought, <laughs> you know, everyone's like, oh, they played poker back then. No, no, no. Poker meant you were facilitating the use of a prostitute. <laughs> But you play a game of gamble. It's a, that's, that's a card and game. And most men I didn't see. want to
1: get poker faced. I guess uh, that whole concept was introduced in the second season of Deadwood. I only saw the first one. Uh, also, by the way, uh, the tables turn in this movie a little bit. There's a little bit of a twist, we find out. Uh, while they're running from Fireball, uh, Arnold and uh, Maria Conchita Alonso get uh, split up, and she runs into this locker room where there's a bunch of corpses and she's reading like the name tags. And of course it's the three winners from last season that are supposedly living it up in Maui or whatever. And they've just been butchered and they're just rotting corpses in this like abandoned locker room on the course. Like why would you now this is, this is what I don't understand. I think it's a cool twist. Cause like, you know, it's nice to know that they're dead and not living it up. So, you know, like the stakes are raised for Arnold cause like he's not getting out of this anyway. But the whole concept of this thing is, you're being filmed at all corners. There's cameras everywhere following you around, blah, blah, blah. Why are they leaving the corpses of last year's winning contestants, you know, just out in the in the course? Well, I mean, it's
2: part of the laziness of this movie, is because like Yeah, as the lazy
3: Susaness of this the movie. The lazy
2: Susan <laughs> of this movie uh is that like If we're gonna have this, and this is supposed to be the most popular TV show ever, and like every level looks like rubble, it's just rubble upon rubble upon rubble upon rubble. There's
3: been a lot of games played,
2: but but
3: my point is (laughs) is like,
2: why not have like some like, and this would be a visually engaging thing for me in the movie, like a new level, like a fucking one that's like in a hospital or one that's like ice planet. Oh wait, we uh, had
3: ice planet, yeah, and Um,
2: anything like that, like a change up of like. Here's a new terrain that you have to get used to. Water world. Yeah, water world. I want a water world. You know what? Dip them in water. Here's
1: the thing then. You guys would love the Hunger Games, man. They changed (laughs) that shit. There's terrain moving all over the place. It's fucking great.
3: I saw the movie.
1: Yeah, the the other two books are good. I'm excited for the. I don't know how to read. (laughs) Can't read a book.
4: How about the lights?
1: So let's move ahead here a little bit. Fireball gets killed. It's fucking great. There's a huge explosion. His gas tank gets cracked. Arnold throws a road flare out of him and says, have a light, which is fantastic. So he's dead. So now they got nobody. They have to bring Jesse the Body Ventura out of retirement captain freedom captain freedom (laughs) is gonna go out and he's pissed off at richard dawson because they make him dress up in like this mech
4: suit and he's like you know back in my day when i was playing on the running man i didn't have any of these fancy frou-frou stupid costumes this is about life and death and gladiator loyalty deal with
3: your hands (laughs) by the way I think Jesse Ventura does a great job in this movie. I just like making fun of the way he speaks, but <laughs> his yeah. performance is fantastic.
1: He encounters Arnold and whatnot, but it doesn't work out. So they have to simulate it with the computer technology.
3: Yeah, they totally fake it. They use like a stunt double for Arnold, and they put on like like uh, they use CGI to like put Arnold's face on him, sort yeah. of like uh, Terminator Salvation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And then they they fight back and forth and ultimately Jesse Ventura throws Arnold onto this spike wall but after snapping the lady's neck and right. throwing her on board. But she's water.
1: also fake though. It's two yes. it's two totally stunt fake. people yeah. that they they do kill. Yeah. They sacrifice these people but their faces are made to look like the two main But actors. here's a weird thing about that. Is yeah.
2: that like there's a shot where okay so a lot of it the the audience is seeing this on a TV. Right. But there's shots in this movie where it looks like they're actually, like, it's what was happening. And it's actually Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it is. It, and it's just a little jarring and just a little ridiculous. And it took me out of this movie that I was already out of.
1: I mean, that yeah, that's the thing. They go away from, because they've got to filter over it to make it look like a TV broadcast. Yeah. And you're like, all right, well, that's acceptable for Arnold to be there. Yeah. And then, yeah, you're right. It cuts into the arena and it's actually Arnold fighting, and it's actually Maria Conchita Alonzo getting her neck broken and all that stuff. And you're like, well, the computer graphics aren't that good. Like, yeah. the signal's not that HD. Or they
3: whatever. are that good. <laughs> it's the future, man. I don't know what you guys are thinking 2019's going to be, but I am excited.
1: So now the whole thing is the resistance comes back, and they're like, well, it's a perfect opportunity. They think you're dead. Uh, uh, well, we can have, we can be in the movie now again, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Mick Fleetwood comes back in and he's like, well, you did all the work. So now I'm here to help out, I guess, smoking my big fat cigar. And they stage a coup on the compound and they break into the studio and everything. And they're like killing all sorts of people. And, uh, Richard Dawson confronted by Arnold. And this is a great moment because it's Richard Dawson and Arnold on stage
3: separating them as Lafours from mall <laughs> yeah. rats. Yes, yes, Sven Oli Thorsen. Yeah. Who's actually in tons of Arnold movies. Uh, yeah, I think. Is he Austrian? They might be buddies. Uh, no, I think he's uh, like a Swede or something. Well,
1: they uh, yeah, the name, that makes sense. But yeah, I guess like they're both bodybuilders, so they might have yeah. known each other from the Muscle Beach right. days. He's
3: actually in, um, and there's a scene in Predator where Arnold kicks a door down. He's he's storming the South American mercenary compound before the Predator shows up. Right. And he throws like a knife at Sven he's Thorsten and he's like, stick around. I oh, think. He's definitely stick yeah, yeah.
1: So here's yeah. so here's the deal. So like Richard Dawson is like, well, how about this, LaFors? What do you have to say to Arnold Schwarzenegger? And the, like you realize, like it's very obvious that LaFors is going to be like, eh, not for me. <laughs> this is your problem. But this actor has a line that I'm telling you. I listened to it like five times. I don't know what he says to Richard Dawson. Oh, yeah. I couldn't figure it out. He says something. It kind of sounds like steroid something. Oh, something about
3: steroids. What oh, does he say? Sven Ole Thorsen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, what happened was, earlier in the film, he was yelling at Sven LaForce to get Captain Freedom out of his office, and- Sven wasn't going to do it because he like, I'm going to go up against Jesse the body. No, you don't. Yeah, you don't, you don't you're tell you're him what to do. You're with that. Yeah. So then, like, Richard Dawson's yelling at him more and more, saying, what, you, you're deaf from steroids? Yeah. So oh. that's why when, when when he's telling him to, like, fight Arnold, he's like, ah, steroids.
1: There you go. I'm deaf from steroids. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. I thought I heard steroids in there, but that yeah. was all I could get. And I was like. Well,
2: guess I lost that one. You better take steroids, because, I mean, look what you're going to do with
3: here. Yeah. <laughs> I would love 20-minute scene of Sven Lee Thorsten in the bathroom shooting up steroids, going, Oh, God, i got to do this. i got to do this. i got to do this. i got to fight this guy. i got to fight this guy. Oh, come on, get yourself together!
1: Psyching Pounding himself his up. chest yeah. the whole thing. Uh, So he walks away and Arnold takes Richard Dawson and throws him in one of the egg cages and launches him
3: at like full
1: speed down the tunnel
3: and flies through the tunnel. And you get to see the rubber face. Yeah, he gets a little
1: rubber face because it's going so fast. And then this is fantastic. The egg shoots out so fast it goes through a billboard for the show of him of his. Yeah, Richard Dawson's face smashes through it and explodes because i guess there's just explosives behind Um, this i mean there's gas
2: tanks behind every billboard
1: so then what happens is he he goes through the thing that explodes and arnold's like watching it on a monitor and he says
4: well that hit the spot
1: yeah that's (laughs) what you want to (laughs) say
4: Fantastic.
1: uh so that's it and then what this is a little unearned in my opinion i think but so maria conchita alonso comes out on stage she's alive or whatever and uh they like kiss and walk off, and like the crowd's going crazy. And I was like, Arnold, she like tried to turn you in four times in this movie. Yeah. She's literally the reason you're here. Yeah.
5: Why? Would it be if he
3: just broke her neck. <laughs> I'm a lone wolf. <laughs> he just walks away. You know that video had one good idea. Grr, grr. <laughs> And by the way, at this by this point, they've are, they've played the the unedited footage of of Arnold exonerating him of oh being yeah, the butcher yeah his of name is cleared yeah. But after this, are you kidding me? Like you're in Los Angeles, you you haven't toppled the U.S. government quite yet. No. I say, missed opportunity for sequel. Running Man Two, running for office. <laughs> Ben, <laughs> my name is Ben Richards, and I want to reform. Big reform in Sacramento and in, in Washington. Because, he's, <laughs> you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger can't be president because he's not born in this country. Right. Ben Richards, on the other hand, all-American hero. Oh, oh
1: yeah. All-American Ben Richards. Hey, by the way, this movie ends with a rockin' theme song. Let's hear a little of this.
0: No more lonely nights.
1: Yes. God, the, the, I love the, it. It's it's fucking great. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is a great goddamn end song. Yeah. It's incredible. For it really best, gets best you pumped up. Ever. Why would you have that at the end of the movie? <laughs> For the credits. Have that at the beginning. It's fantastic. <laughs> well, why not that be, it? instead of fucking Paula Abdul's
2: gymnastics routine or whatever the fuck, why not just have that at the, as like the opening credits to The Running Man?
1: Whoa. How about this? Running Man pre-show entertainment. Jack Mack and the heart attack. Uh, I could do that.
3: <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, man. Emperor Reagan got his way.
1: Yeah. Listen. Be. You want to get that crowd warmed up? There's only one man for the job. Jack Mack. Exactly. <laughs> There's a great thing that plays at the end of the credits, though, that I really loved was, uh, they sort of take this whole idea of like the hyper reality of the movie to a whole other level here. Cause they're like, you know, Oh, if you, if you would like to be a contestant on the running man, please send a postcard to, and then they give like an address or whatever. It's kind of just a nice, it, like, I think they, there's also, it's also closing stuff that you'd hear on old timey game shows, like, uh, you know, transportation provided by guests staying in a luxurious hotel accommodations. If at,
3: you're going to be in the Los Angeles area, and yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Exactly, which yeah. is which was kind of it's kind of a nice touch. One of those things that I'm like, I'm glad I watched the credits for the Running Man. That's fantastic.
3: But then you actually send it in, and they find you and they kill you. <laughs> you think They're anyone in legends. like 1987 was just
1: disappeared after mailing in a postcard to the Running Man? Yes, that'd be great. Uh,
3: they take you to Arnold Schwarzenegger's house while he hunts you for sport. <laughs> it's like the most deadly game or whatever. Or oh,
2: dangerous. dangerous game. Or it's like the Hotel Reagan, and every room is like a saw room. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's Reagan, uh, uh, Reagan. You think it's a mask, but it's just Reagan's withered face appears on a screen. Gun. Uh, uh, uh. Well, <laughs>
1: hey there, fella. Wanna play a game?
3: <laughs> I'd love Ronald Reagan saw.
1: <laughs> Holy crap. That'd be more terrifying than the real Saw. Any single one of those
2: Saw's, it would be better. than
1: that. It's Jigsaw, motherfucker. (laughs) I'd love it. It'd be great. Would anybody recommend this movie?
3: A thousand times, yes. This is, (laughs) without a doubt, the best film to grace this program.
1: All right, now this is the second time we've done a real, like, we really enjoyed this movie episode. Eric Siska, I say to you, is The Running Man better than Best of the Best Two? A real pickle, wow. that's a rock and a hard
2: place.
3: cinema pickle. Andrew <laughs> Jupin's cinema pickle, Eric Sisko's Sophie's <laughs> choice. <laughs> um, I don't, I mean, um, wow, I know it's really hard. I'm gonna go, I really love this movie, but I'll, I'll go best of the best too.
1: Sorry for that gotcha journalism, oh, man. but that's just gotcha journalism. Oh man, now the
2: running man's gonna go to the gas chamber. <laughs>
3: Yeah, Holy shit. You, but you know what? No, 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 no. It's justified. It's justified because is it? yes, because whenever anyone makes one of those Cutesy Sophie's Choice references, that's what the brass tacks is. Put an
2: exclamation point on it. Yeah, you're. And right. I'm sorry,
3: but you know what? If uh, shirtless Eric Roberts fighting this big old brackus versus Arnold Schwarzenegger on The Running Man, I'm sorry. I guess Arnold. I'll see you later. What about you, Chris?
2: Um. N- No, not really. I Uh I actually think this is uh, one of my one of the lesser uh, Schwarzenegger picks, at least for me. Uh, At least, and this is his heyday. This is the same year as Predator, Mm -hmm. and like Predator is such a better movie on every single level. You can come possibly contemplate. Right. Um, It's certainly, you know, not unwatchable. It's something that if you put it on fucking TBS anytime, I wouldn't mind it just being on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, But it's not a particular, like, you have to see it to be a fan of Schwarzenegger, in my opinion, at least. Uh,
1: I would totally recommend it. I like this movie. I think it's great. Uh you know, we just made fun of it, but it's still an in- totally enjoyable
3: movie, so, well, you know, if it, you like it, it's okay to like it. It's fine. It's I great. Mean, it's a funny premise. It's it's full of, like, some sci-fi cheese, funny one-liners, but that's kind of what you love about it, and, and, yeah. and there's, like, a satire to it that, that's up there with almost RoboCop with the way it portrays the future of television.
1: I would say it's a real, like, RoboCop. I mean, RoboCop's the closer example because RoboCop uses television. But also, it's kind of on the same track as, like, a They Live thing. Yes. As far as, like, the future of media and things like that.
3: And, then, and the, They
1: Live is, like...
2: Well, put two movies side by side. Fucking They yeah. Live versus this. No, live. I'm not
1: saying anything about quality. <laughs> right. I'm just saying that these movies are all oh, dealing it's, with... Thematic, you in know, th- yeah. It's using science fiction... To have these kinds of themes sure, and, and criticisms playing right. throughout it, but,
3: yeah, no, they live is the
1: best movie out of all of those right. Hands down,
3: the best of the best too, and this can go to the gas chamber. <laughs> to in spare in they with, live, to in spare con- Rowdy
5: Roddy Piper's <laughs> life. But also
3: they live, as you know, it's as you said, it's a it's a science fiction. They use science fiction to get to that point. They also right. use uh, ex professional wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, so it's very oh, it's a very apt analogy, it's, I guess. <laughs>
4: Ah, also, I want to yeah. mention
3: that on the special edition DVD of The Running Man. It's there, sitting on
1: my coffee table right now. I'm looking at there
3: it. There <laughs> is a docu. I think it's feature length documentary on there called Lockdown on Main Street. Now, this is a documentary about the Patriot Act and the aftermath of 9-11. What the fuck is it doing on this DVD? Because that's what I guess they're they're, they're acting like that. Bush's America parallels oh. The Running Man very, very well. And I, I don't know. I turned it on for a few minutes, for like 15, 20 well, minutes after I watched this movie. And I was the, like, oh, my God. Terrifying. It's just, it's just talking heads. It's the dullest garbage you could have ever seen.
2: Well, I mean, it's I don't know. It's directed by Starsky is Starsky. Oh,
3: what, 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 what's, what was uh, Hutch's involvement?
2: I don't know. I think Huggy Bear <laughs> tried to get a, like a guest spot in
1: it, but and a guest spot by
2: <laughs> Huggy Bear—that'd
1: be great. Uh, if I can resurrect a dead segment from this show for a second, go for WHM it. WHM off the box. I can read you the description here of this thing. So it says, "Lockdown on Main Street: Documentary about the current state of privacy and criminal issues in a post-9/11 society." Some fucking Edward Snowden shit right there. (laughs) Yeah, look at that. (laughs) This DVD of a movie that predicts the future also predicts the future.
3: Right, and that DVD was printed in something I call the past. (laughs) (laughs) So it really did predict things. It's
2: it's just it's all kinds of. That's not recent. No. That's That's a
3: few years ago. Yeah,
1: that was a while ago. Hey, 10 years ago, 2003, if that doesn't make you want to fucking hang yourself, that's Running Man (laughs) 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 from 1987, directed by Paul Michael Glazer. Uh, check out our website, of course, whmpodcast.com for more show information and a list of, uh, back catalog of episodes. We're also on Facebook. You can like our page there for, uh, show updates and whatnot. Follow us on Twitter. We are at whmpodcast. Uh, right into the mailbag, we all hate movies at gmail.com. Uh, subscribe in iTunes. Rate and review the show there if you do. We'd appreciate it. It would help us out quite a bit. Uh, I would be very rad of you. Uh, Eric's program, Blame It on Outer Space, uh, the first Wednesday of every month, there is a new conspiracy theory out there being taken down in comedic fashion. What is the conspiracy theory for July?
3: For July, we are talking about the Denver International Airport, which you may not know, Jesse Ventura does know, <laughs> is that there's underground facilities under there that may or may not be, I mean, the list is endless, so you'll have to tune in.
4: I can't sit here and tell you all the things that are wrong with that airport, but it's a goddamn laundry list. I'm sorry I took the Lord's name in vain, but good God, <laughs> the Denver airport.
3: Yeah, man, I had a lay over there that my flight was delayed, so I hear you, Jesse. <laughs> Blame it on
1: OuterSpace.com. They're also on Facebook and on Twitter, at Blame Space Pod. Uh They're in iTunes and Stitcher as well. This program's on Stitcher. Stitcher Radio Stream the most recent five episodes of the program on the go. Uh, and here's a new thing, by the way, everybody. We've got an app out. There is an official We Hate Movies app that you can get one of two ways. First way, if you have an Android device... Just go over to Amazon, search We Hate Movies. The app's there. You can download it to your Android device, uh, tablet, or uh, your smartphone. Uh, stream the show on the go. Or if you've got uh, an iOS, uh, Apple, uh, iPhone, you've got to check out an app. This is a little complicated, so I want to ex- explain it to folks. We had some confusion the first week this was launched. But what you do is you download a free app called Podcast Box. Uh, and it's a po- that app is a podcast aggregator uh, that, you know, Takes all the uh, you know podcast apps that are made through Libsyn, which is what we you know use to host this show. Uh, And from there, you search We Hate Movies, and you can buy the app that way. So Podcast Box is free. You download that guy. You pick up the We Hate Movies app. Here's the deal: bonus content. We got so many extra shows that are either on there or going to be on there. We got a program called WHM On Screen where it's us talking about current movies or movies that are related to a particular episode we did on WHM Prime. Uh, A lot of topics discussed on that. Side Order of Sleaze is going to be on there. We're going to do a couple of those. Uh, Who knows? Maybe talking about Lifetime movies. Fine get that up and running uh, and the live shows that's where the live shows are going to be um, so if you can't make it out to Cliffhanger on July 27th it'll be there sometime uh, down the road so pick up the app today it's only a dollar99 uh, more WHM content uh, yeah like I said July 27th it's a Saturday we're at the pit 8 p.m. Cliffhanger uh, the pit nyCcom what a mouthful what a lot of Hawking stuff but it's good it's content for people to enjoy mm-hmm So until next week, I'm Andrew Jupin. Eric Siska. Chris Gavin. Take it easy.